What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the all-new Disney Plus Informer Podcast, your source for all the latest news, rumors, reviews, and more about Disney Plus and beyond. This is Episode 8 for the week of March 13th, 2022. I am your host, Justin Eddy, alongside my co-host, Michelle Beck. Hello. Hello, Michelle. Good morning, good afternoon, good to see you. Be sure to follow along each week, and we're going to keep you updated with all the information you need as we cover Disney+, Plus, Hulu, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and so much more. In case you missed it this week, the teaser trailer has been released for the upcoming Disney Plus original series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, All-new original series, The Muppets Mayhem, starring Dr. Teeth and The Electric Mayhem featuring Lily Singh, have been greenlit for Disney+. Plus. And Bob Chapek himself has confirmed that Miss Marvel will be the next Marvel series to release on Disney Plus after Moon Knight. We're going to discuss these stories. We're going to let you know what's new on Disney Plus this week and bring you our top 10 posts in our 10 and 10 news blast segment where we fill you in on all the happenings in about 10 minutes. All this and more is coming at you next. So let's kick things off uh, with what's new on Disney Plus this week. Uh, highlights include the Disney Pixar's Turning Red and uh, Embrace the Panda uh, Making Turning Red, uh, the feature documentary about the all-women team at the helm of Pixar's original feature, and then also the finale episode of Pam and Tommy was released on Hulu and uh, Disney Plus internationally, including the UK, Ireland, and Canada. Uh, and then we're going to talk uh, a little bit more about Turning Red later on in the show. Uh, Matt wrote a great article or wrote, wrote a great review of that uh, movie on the website. So be sure to check that out as well. Uh, our first top news story, Michelle, uh, the first trailer has finally been released for Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, which premieres with the first episode on Disney Plus on May 25th, coming up pretty soon. So tell me a little bit about that. I, you know what? I did not. I feel so stupid. I watched it when it's when it dropped, uh-huh. but I was watching it on my phone, and my phone like the connection stopped. So I still haven't watched the entire thing. I only got what? like I only got like th- like probably seventy five percent of it. So in here, I watched it seventy five times. Uh, there you go. So <laughs> tell me all about it. Okay, so uh, this is a series that stars Ewan McGregor, and he's reprising his role as iconic Jedi Master. This story begins ten years after the dramatic events of Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith, where Obi. Juan Kenobi faces greatest defeat, the downfall, and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice, Anakin Skywalker, who, of course we know, turned to Darth Vader. What? So Hayden Christensen is also returning uh, to reprise his role as uh, Darth Vader in the series. So the trailer starts off on Tatooine, and we kind of see Obi-Wan Kenobi leading a secret life, and we see him watching over young Luke Skywalker from afar, obviously making sure he's safe. And then we hear the Duel of the Fates song, which was uh, composed by um, John Williams. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we know this song was, was such like a huge presence in the prequels and everything. So um, it just set that mood. And then uh, we got a look at uh, the Grand Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. And this is played by Homeland's Rupert Friend. And this is kind of funny because everybody was talking about this how he the character looks so much to the animated version in rebels so in rebels he's kind of got this long and narrow tall 
head and then in here his face is more round and chunkier just looks a lot different so a lot maybe of people are talking about that. maybe you never know then we also got our first look at Moses Ingram, and um, she plays Inquisitor Reva. And Reva is a Force-sensitive henchman for the Grand Inquisitor who seeks Jedi in hiding for the Empire. We also see Joel Edgar Edgerton, who is Luke's uncle Owen. We briefly saw him attack the clones in Revenge of the Sith. Um, we knew that he was coming back to the series as well. Um, and the trailer also takes us to a new planet, which is kind of edgy and has a Hong Kong look, Hong Kong feel to it, I should say. And then um, we hear, we don't see Darth Vader, but we hear him breathing. <laughs> that could literally so, have been anyone. <laughs> so we do have, uh, we did get a first look. Um, Entertainment Weekly provides with a first look at Darth Vader. So we have that up on the website. So I have some stills from the trailer, but if you haven't seen it, be sure to check it out. I'm just going to do that now, so bear with no, me. I'll, I'll check it out uh, I'll wait. shortly. I, I, I swear, like, I, it was at the top of my to-do list, and I just realized that I hadn't gotten back around to it. So Priorities. shame on me. Uh, up next, The Muppets Mayhem has been confirmed for Disney+. Plus. Uh, we heard a rumor several weeks ago, uh, so nice to know that it's true, but what are the details on this one? I love Muppets. So. Me too. So the series will take audiences on a music-filled journey as, at long last, the Electric Mayhem Band records its first ever album. Lily Singh will play the human lead role of Nora, the junior A&R executive tasked with managing and wrangling the mayhem that is the Electric Mayhem Band. So the series is developed actually by Adam F. Goldberg. He's the one that does the series of Goldbergs. And also Bill Beretta and Jeff York. So they're writing, creating, uh, producing. Um, I love the Muppets. I Anytime something new comes with the Muppets, I'm always a huge fan of it. So I can't wait. Great. Uh no no details yet on when that no they haven't out. announced a release oh, date or anything like that uh f up finally uh miss marvel will be the next marvel series to release on disney plus after moonlight uh so when do you think we can expect that okay so uh moon knight releases on march 30th and bob chick said that miss marvel will be the next series and then she hulk will come later this year um, there was some new evidence that just came up that uh, it's called the Hollywood Partnership, and they actually post when uh, road closures for red carpet premiere events and stuff like that. In the beginning of June, it's like June 2nd or 3rd, they, there's a Miss Marvel red carpet premiere event. Okay. And usually after they hold those, they release the series on Disney Plus or whatever, like a couple weeks after. It's very soon. So we're thinking that it's possibly going to come out late june early july something like that great well that's coming up pretty soon um as a reminder you can find uh, all of the articles that we will be talking about today on our website which is disneyplusinformer.com uh everything as it comes out gets posted on there so be sure to check it out disneyplusinformer.com let's just go straight into the news blast we've got 10 minutes michelle <clears throat> Go first. Okay, so Disney has released a first look image of its upcoming all new live action Pinocchio, which is coming to Disney Plus in September. Um, we, I just, this is the one Tom Hanks is playing Geppetto, and we just got a few images, but I just love how it's like, uh, how animated 
that the Pinocchio yeah. looks. It's like the, the contrasting colors or whatever looks amazing. So um, Academy Award winner Robert Smekis directs this live-action retelling of the beloved tale of a wooden puppet who embarks on a thrilling adventure to become a real boy. Tom Hanks stars as Geppetto, the woodcarver who builds and treats Pinocchio, who is played by Benjamin Evan Ainsworth, as if he were his own son. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Jiminy Cricket, and he serves as Pinocchio's guide as well as his conscience. And then Academy Award nominee Cynthia Erivo is the Blue Fairy, Keegan-Michael Key is Honest John, Academy Award nominee Lorraine Bracco is Sophia the Seagull, which is a new character, and then Luke Evans is the Coachman. I'm really looking forward to that. I, Pinocchio is uh, obviously a classic, so can't mm-hmm. wait for that. Uh, here's something that's pretty intriguing uh, for all you streamers out there. Uh, on April 13th, Hulu will unlock a new unlimited DVR feature for all Hulu Plus Live TV subscribers at no extra charge. Unlimited DVR for Live TV customers will be available across the entire lineup of 80 plus channels, including broadcast networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. Hulu's unlimited DVR will let customers store an unlimited number of live TV recordings for up to nine months. This matches Google's uh, YouTube TV, which already offered unlimited cloud-based DVDs, DVR, DVD, those are ancient, uh, DVR storage at no extra cost uh, since it debuted. So I'm very intrigued by that. I might have to switch up my direct TV and and get onto that. that, So. Okay, so Hulu has announced that the new limited series Under the Banner of Heaven will premiere on Hulu on Thursday, April 28th. The premiere will feature the first two episodes with a new episode available weekly for the next five weeks. This series is also coming to Disney Plus internationally, including the UK and Ireland, under the Star Banner. However, those release dates have not been announced yet. So this highly anticipated limited series is from Academy Award winner Dustin Lance, and uh Dustin Lance Black I'm sorry and it stars Andrew Garfield and Daisy Edgar Jones um so it's based on the true crime bestseller and follows the events that led to the 1984 murder of Brenda Wright Lafferty and her baby daughter in a suburb of Salt Lake uh Salt Lake Valley Utah uh Garfield plays detective Jeb Pyre who investigates events that transpired within the Lafferty family he uncovers buried truths about the origins of the LDS religion and the violent consequences of unyielding faith, what Pyre, a devout Mormon, unearthed leads him to question his own faith. Searchlight Pictures has a uh, has set premiere dates for three upcoming films, including Fire Island, Good Luck to You, Leo, Good Luck to You, Leo Gran, and Not Okay. All three films will stream exclusively as Hulu Originals in the U.S. with Fire Island and Not Okay streaming internationally on Disney Plus as Star Originals. Andrew Ahn's Fire Island will launch on June 3rd, set and shot on location in the iconic Fire Island Pines. The movie is an unapologetic modern-day rom-com inspired by Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. Uh, The film stars Bowen Yang, Margaret Chow, uh, Conrad Ricamora, James Scully, Matt Rogers, Tomas Matos, Torian Miller, Nick Adams, Zane Phillips, Michael Graceffa, Peter Smith, and Bradley Gibson. That is uh, a lot of people. Uh, the movie is produced by Tony Hernandez, John Hodges, and Brooke Posh of Jax Media. Good luck to you, Leo Grand, will be released on June 17th. That's directed by Sophie Hyde and penned by Katie Brand. The film stars Academy Award winner Emma Thompson and Daryl McCormick. 
and follows a retired school teacher named Nancy Stokes, who is yearning for some adventure, which involves hiring a young sex worker named Leo Grand. It is produced by Debbie Gray and Adrian Politowski. Not Okay will be released on August 5th, directed and written by Quinn Shepard. The film stars Zoe Deutsch, Dylan O'Brien, Mia Isaac, Embeth Davids, uh, Nadia Alexander, Tia Dion Hodge, Negan Farsad. These are, you're, I know why you gave me these. These names are hard to say. <laughs> Karen Sony and Dash Perry. Uh, Brad Weston, Negan Salmasi, Carolyn Jaxo produced the picture shot on location in Brooklyn. You did that really well. You what? wouldn't even know because you, I bet you couldn't even, like you probably I don't even, even know. I wouldn't even try. You just have to take my word for it, what I was saying. <laughs> 20th Century Studios has announced that Death on the Nile will release on Disney Plus in select international markets and on Star Plus in Latin America as follows. On March 30th, Canada, Germany, United Kingdom, Ireland, Italy, Netherlands, Switzerland, Norway, Sweden, Finland, Denmark, Portugal, Belgium, Australia, New Zealand, Korea, Taiwan, Luxembourg, and Austria. On April 6th, it's coming to Spain, Singapore, Indonesia on Hotstar, Malaysia on Hotstar, and Thailand on Hotstar. April 20th, Latin America and Brazil. And then it's also going to be released on Hulu in the United States and HBO Max on Tuesday, March 29th. The highly anticipated original series, The Kardashians, will premiere exclusively on April 14th on Hulu in the United States and on Disney Plus internationally, including the UK, Ireland, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and Star Plus in Latin America on the same day. The family you know and love is here. And you love. I do love them. Oh my God, I can't get enough. Uh, With a brand new series giving an all-access pass into their lives, Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie bring the cameras back to reveal the truth behind the headlines from the intense pressures of running billion dollar businesses to the hilarious joys of playtime and school drop-offs. This series brings viewers into the fold with a rivetingly honest story of love and life in the spotlight. I mean, I'm sure it's, no, I'm sure nothing in this is going to be uh, made up at What's all. What's funny it's is all... you, you act like you're not a fan, but you know an awful lot about them. <laughs> I, I for just, not being a huge fan. You know what? Why don't you just <laughs> shut the fuck up? <laughs> Little is known about the Kardashians so far. However, Variety has revealed some new details about the upcoming series. The show will reportedly consist of two seasons, 40 episodes total. According to the outlet, the reality series will feel like a premium version uh, of of uh, keeping up with the Kardashians. The family also has an option for future projects within the Disney umbrella. Visually, the Kardashians is presented more documentary style with scene openers shot overhead with drones. In true Kardashian fashion, the series doesn't hold back on delving into the real-life tabloid sagas, including Kim's public divorce with Kanye West and her new relationship with SNL regular Pete Davidson. The series will also cover Chloe's relationship with NBA player Tristan Thompson. However, Caitlyn Jenner will not be appearing in the new series. Uh, Rob Kardashian, who likes to stay out of the limelight, may make a cameo appearance. Now here, this is what I was really worried about. All the family members will earn the same salary for the new show, Chloe told Variety. We are all equal, she says. Uh, Walt Disney Television's chairman of entertainment, Dana Walden, played an important role in signing the Kardashians and revealed that they didn't come cheap. We stepped up. 
to a great deal that they very much deserve. The exec says, who would you want more for your unscripted slate than the Kardashians? Maybe the Osbournes. Uh, They perfectly (laughs) symbolize our strategy, which is taking big shots, but the right shots and betting on incredible talent and best in class opportunities in each genre. We're totally watching this. You yeah. made you made me watch um, "Marry Me" on Hulu or on <laughs> Peacock, so I'm making you watch. Okay, this. deal. Disney Plus has announced its release schedule for the United Kingdom and Ireland for the new series "How I Met Your Father." In the United Kingdom, all ten episodes from the series will release on Wednesday, May 11th, and then in Ireland, "How I Met Your Mother" will premiere with two episodes on May 11th, with new episodes being released weekly afterward through July 6th. It's very strange. This is the first time that the United Kingdom and Ireland have followed different release schedules for a new Disney Plus series, so it's kind of strange. But um, yeah, and we already know that this got picked up for a double-sized season two of 20 episodes. We still got to go back and, and I know, catch I have up to on some more it. of those. We talked about that mm-hmm. uh, was back in like, episode one or two. It, it, it's hard to keep up with everything. We try our best, but... Uh, I didn't love the first yeah. couple of episodes, so but all comedy shows like that are kind of like that. They usually start kind of slow, so we'll see. Uh, last fall, there was a rumor suggesting a fan-favorite character from season one of The Mandalorian could be returning for season three. The report suggested that Taika Waititi will return to voice IG-11, or is IG-11, right? IG-11. In season three of The Mandalorian, uh, the android first appeared in season one as a skilled bounty hunter set out to kill the child. After IG-11 was destroyed by Pedro Pascal's The Mandalorian, uh, he was uh, then reprogrammed to protect the child and ultimately made a heroic sacrifice that led to his demise at the end of the season. Now... There is new information that supports that claim. According to Making Star Wars, the IG droid acts as a mech for baby Grogu. That's right. A Grogu literally sits inside the chest of a modified IG-11 who has been reinforced with Beskar and has uh, been turned into the foundling's suit of Mandalorian armor. The little critter is well protected and as dangerous as ever, IG-11 is controlled by Grogu. However, he also acts as Grogu's Jarvis. IG uh, gives him data on probabilities probabilities of success and protects the child when need be. And Grogu, he literally beats the expletive out of some stormtroopers. The article goes on to say that uh, sources also expect Taika Watiti will return to voice IG-11 via ADR recording during post-production. Nothing's been confirmed if this on is this. True. This it sounds so cool. cool. Yeah. I cannot wait. It actually like it's. It seems like a really good idea. It too. is a really so good idea. I, I, it's a rumor for now, but mm-hmm. you hear it here, and when it ends up happening. Okay. So as the final season of Blackish comes to a close, and the current Grownish class graduates, kill you. The beloved Ish universe continues with Emmy-nominated Grownish has been picked up for a fifth season. So uh, Gronish is currently streaming its, or I shouldn't say streaming, it's just currently in its fourth season and airs Thursdays at 10 p.m. on Freeform and then streams the next day on Hulu. It follows Zoe and her classmates on the road to graduation. Um, so the final season of Blackish returns with new episodes on Tuesday, March 22nd on ABC, then streams the next day on Hulu. Um, previous seasons of Gronish are available to stream now on Hulu and Disney Plus internationally. 
Uh, finally, for me, according to a new report from Mo- Murphy's Multiverse, a new Marvel Studios production LLC formed a little less than two weeks ago titled Blind Faith Productions LLC seems to hint at a Daredevil project. The outlet points out that it feels like a perfectly condensed summary of two of Murdoch's most defining characteristics, both physical and spiritual. Uh, Now there is further evidence that points to the project being a series that could start filming later this year. Uh, Casey Walsh stated on Twitter that their source confirmed a Daredevil series is scheduled to begin shooting later this year. We've got a link to the tweet on Mm -hmm. our website. So Daredevil season four might be coming soon. All right. I got to go watch the other ones. Yeah, that's that's not a series that I've I've watched. Well, I just started reading the comics. And and you are enjoying that enough Mm -hmm. to want to watch the series. Right. We got to. We got we got to catch up on some of the things we missed like you said it's so hard to follow yeah. all of these because you know when, when you've got multi multiple seasons of multiple things like that and each one each episode's an hour plus or whatever it, it it's hard to find the time which is why you got to find out if it's worth your time to watch something and go. finally in this episode that's exactly what we're going to do Let's talk about uh, the new uh, big drop for Disney Plus this week, and that is the uh, Pixar movie uh, Turning Red, which we just watched. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about it and what we thought. Okay. Uh, so Turning Red introduces May Lee, a confident, dorky 13-year-old torn between staying her mother's dutiful daughter in the chaos of adolescence. Her protective, if not slightly overbearing mother, Ming, is never far from her daughter, an unfortunate reality for the teenager. And as if changes to her interests, relationships, and body weren't enough, whenever she gets too excited, which is practically always, she poofs into a giant red panda. Um, So this was Pixar's 25th film. Um, It was originally supposed to premiere in theaters, and then Disney made the decision to stream it on Disney Plus instead. Um, let's talk, so it's basically a coming of age story, I would say. Um, the main character, Mei Lee, she's very, this vibrant, um, just wants to please her parents and an overachiever and buy the book. Yeah, very, very big time overachiever, uh, coming of age. She, she's about to, uh, hit puberty, I guess. She's about 13 years old, mm-hmm. uh, kind of she's got a a good group of friends but she's usually putting pleasing her her family over uh being there for her friends or being a part of that crowd so she's more focused on making sure mom's happy right absolutely and i think i like how it kind of dealt with uh what real teenagers at that age go through as far as choosing kind of between friends and parents or i shouldn't say choosing between them but Balancing, balancing it out, it out and expectations versus what you want being as a young kid and right? then deals with the angst of teenage i mean we've all had our moments where we've had these cringeworthy things where we wish the world would swallow us up <laughs> and yeah. you know just different things like that it deals with and so after one uh night where she has a ton of nightmares she wakes up as a red panda mm-hmm. and finds out from her parents that this is a 
blessing or a curse, however you look at it, from uh, previous generations that's passed down to the women of her family. Yep. And she has to basically harness this, uh, learn how to control her emotions to keep her in human form and not panda form. And she has to do this for about a month until the oh the the red moon the red or moon whatever. comes and they can do some kind of ritual where she can she's got like um, one one shot to away. get rid of this mm-hmm. you know quote, quotation mark curse be careful don't uh, knock uh, yeah, the microphone know, off the table um so yeah she, she's she finds out she has to deal with this for like at least a month and then she's got one shot right to mm-hmm. get rid of this forever otherwise it's going to be stuck with her and then the more that um I guess the way it goes is the the more that she doesn't control it and becomes the red panda, she ha- will have it will be harder for her to get rid of that mm-hmm. during the ceremony. So that's kind of like what she's dealing with. But then she also finds out that uh, as far as her friends and, and the kids at school, you know, she she's been the overachieving, you know, kind of bookworm or whatever her whole life, and now she's finally got this and. All the, the the kids want a part of the panda, mm-hmm. so it's balancing what she you know she, the embarrassment or whatever of dealing with this with the fact that it's actually given her like a new lease on uh, the, the the social scene. So I thought they did this really well. It's such a weird and unique story, and they did such a good job with it. And one of the one of my favorite parts was how they introduced this uh, fictional boy band called Four Town in it yeah. that the girls are obsessed with. And the whole part, of, you know, like they want to see them in concert and they're trying to raise money to go see them and their parents are forbidding them to go. So it kind of shows that rebellious side. Well, even though our parents said, no, we're still going to go. We're going to raise the money on our own to go see them. Um, and... They portrayed that boy band so realistically, and I am still, I still have the songs in my head right now. Yeah. <laughs> so as, is, as is like kind of normal for, you know, a, a mm-hmm. Disney or, or Pixar movie, like the, the music, and it's great. The music's great. Yeah. And so let's talk about the animation because this was brilliant. It was so beautifully done. Um, it almost had like this candy colored palette. Um, at times I thought it almost looked like it was done with like the, colors from like sidewalk chalk or something but um and then there was other times it didn't even look like it was animated it just looked like it, you were watching like a real live action movie because it was just so well done the the, I, the art directors and like the, the people working at pixar once again prove that they're just master class in is creating beautiful. creating these worlds for the for the i i did kind of think to myself like all Pixar movies kind of seem like they all kind of have a similar uh, look to them or similar style a lot of times. And and like you could, you recognize it as a Pixar film, but that doesn't in any way diminish Like it it really, every time, every new movie that comes along, you're just wowed by it. Yeah. They they just, you think back to the original toy story and, and how that looked and, and, and how, you know, the, in the years since that, all the different movies that have come along, they just continue to outdo themselves. And and like you said, the colors in this, and just like how they they can turn an animated computer animated film into something that really does like it, it blurs the lines between 
animated and real in certain parts. It's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, let's talk about, so there was something you brought up last night and you said that you noticed that it didn't have a lot of the comedy or humor um, I, that I didn't... previous Pixar films had. And I, I was like, you know what? You're right. It, it did have more of a serious tone to it than... I, I, I kind of have, have seen some articles where other people had had said or kind of alluded to the fact that this is in a way like a, a more mature uh, m- mature movie than a lot of uh, a lot of other Pixar ones have been in the past. And I would kind of agree. And it, yeah, it, it, I think back, you know, Toy Stories, mm-hmm. Wally, uh, cars, where you're like where, laughing out loud. And th- there's a lot yeah, of like, I didn't real do humor. that at all with this. I, I, movie, but doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it, but it just, you it, know, it just not didn't so much have any of, of those moments. It's not so much of uh, the, the comedy that that other ones are. I mean, it, maybe, 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 maybe it was like, you know, maybe some of the humor in it was a little bit lost on me. I'm probably not the target demo for uh, a movie like this, but yeah, I, I didn't find a lot of parts of it that were like funny, maybe like slightly humorous, yeah. but I, I didn't, I don't think I laughed out loud like yeah. anything in the movie and that's okay. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't have to be right. doing that. It's just, you notice it from previous, a difference. From it, it, it's just, it, it's, it's got a, it, it's got an entirely mm-hmm. different feel to it in this movie than a lot of other Pixar movies. Yeah. Really. And then the only other thing I would say is I kind of felt like the ending maybe dragged out a little bit too long. Like yeah. it could have been a little bit shorter. Um, but other than that, um, I would give this an eight. I thought it was really well done. I also like they they put some elements of uh, anime into the animation, which I thought was a nice touch in certain spots. So, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. it th- this movie is not going to uh, not going to take the place of like, f- best animated movie of the last year that I've seen. Uh, Ron's Gone Wrong still mm-hmm. uh, firmly entrenched in the number one spot in my opinion uh but there, there's a lot to like in this and, and if i had to give it a score i i would say i'd give it a seven out of ten i probably would put it towards uh more towards the bottom in the in the list of of all the disney pixar movies you know all the you said this is the, what the 25th mm-hmm. movie uh i'd put it more towards the bottom it's it doesn't reach the highs of you know your your Toy Story two three whatever um the the Incredibles Ratatouille. That's another thing. Like a lot of these Pixar movies, really. T- I mean, you laugh, but you also cry. Like it touches into that, and I didn't feel that in this no, either. No, like, it, 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 you know, it, like I remember bawling my eyes out at the end of Toy Story four, and I, you know, I, and different I, I feel Wally like, and yeah, it, this movie did not like touch any emotions in me either. You know, laughing or crying. I was more just, you know, I, 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 it was a nice movie, but it, yeah, it didn't make me laugh. It didn't make me cry, but it wasn't a bad movie. No. And it had a cool, cool story, mm. cool setting, great animation, good music. Um, and, and yeah, so I, I, I give it a seven out of 10, but again, I'm, I'm, you know, it it doesn't reach the the highs of of some of of Pixar's best. You know, Finding Nemo. It's not in the same category as those, but it's a good movie and it's worth your time. So absolutely, 
Uh, again, check out on our website. Uh, Matt wrote a yeah, uh, full review of that. Yeah, he gives the best written reviews. So uh, for for more analysis on that. But uh, th- those were just our thoughts on it. So uh, that's going to do it for our episode this week. Thank you so much for uh, joining us, and we hope that you come back uh, next time. Please take a moment to rate and review and, make, and most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. We would totally appreciate that. Be sure to visit us at DisneyPlusInformer.com. That's where you find all the latest news, rumors, reviews, release schedules, and more. Uh, you can email us, podcast at DisneyPlusInformer.com. If you've got any questions, concerns, critiques, whatever, we'd love to hear from you. Podcast at DisneyPlusInformer.com. Also, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, and please do so. That's at MoreDisneyPlus. Uh, Be sure to stop by and visit our Facebook page. We'd love to see you there. We're going to get out of here, so we'll see you next time. And see you later. Bye. Bye.